Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey there, Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel vining, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, knock that out while you're here. And while you're doing that, let me remind you what we got going on. It's called the Summer Shooter End. It's a series during which we'll focus on 20 notable teams over a span of 10 weeks, two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks. We're almost done. We're doing them in alphabetical order. Knocked out Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, Creighton, Duke, Gonzaga, Houston, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan, North Carolina, Ohio State, and Tennessee. Really don't think it's necessary for me to keep doing that. It's not. Now we turn our attention to Texas. The Longhorns, uh, they went 22-12 and 12 last season, finished fourth in the Big 12, got a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament, beat Virginia Tech in the first round, then lost to Purdue in the second round from that team. Uh, they lost Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey. That's two of the top four scores. But they're bringing back Timmy Allen, Marcus Carr, Christian Bishop, and they're adding a top 10 recruiting class highlighted by Iowa State transfer Tyrese Hunter and five-star freshman Dylan Mitchell and Artario Morris. I got Texas ranked 12th in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks of Chris Beard's Longhorns next. But first, a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Deadleg, I got Texas 12th in the top 25 and one that's 12th in the nation, third in the Big 12 behind Baylor and Kansas. Uh, how much do you like what's going to be Chris Beard's second team in Austin? 
You wouldn't happen to remember what you had Texas going into last season, would you? I feel like you had them like five or six, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was up there. I had them picked to win the Big 12, I think. Yeah. Um, so this is more I be, reasonable. I should be smarter than that. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you're up. They're not good. Okay. Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Just you opened it up for me. I was wrong. Okay. No, not that <laughs> wrong. No. Everyone had Texas ranked highly, uh, even yours truly, although I did fade them a little bit. I had them. I want to say that I had them about where you have them now. I had them 12 or 13 in my rankings heading into last season. This is more reasonable. I, and you know, if you want a little bit of a, of a, a spicy take, I think Timmy Allen could win big 12 player of the year. I think that's on the table. I really like his game. Him coming back is the reason Texas is even viably considered a top 20 preseason team. His numbers last year were good, not great, but he was central to a lot of what they did. And I think he will become even more valuable, even though, you know, he's a big, he's not, he's not a guard. He's not going to have the ball in his hands on every single possession necessarily, but he averaged 12 points, six and a half boards, more than two assists a game. And he is their best player. I think if you would ask the staff uh, heading into last season, that would have been their opinion. And I don't think that opinion would have changed at all throughout and is still going to be the case here. Um, now, Marcus Carr is back. He averaged better than 11 points and better than three assists. And, you know, he was, again, he was good. Uh, he, I, I feel like we talked about this when we might have previewed, say, the Big 12 heading into last season when we didn't do these shoot-around series a year ago. Um, but I thought that you and I both, like, you know, faded him just a little bit. Like, he had a little too much hype, maybe a little too much expectation. Then again, that kind of went hand-in-hand with Texas going into last season overall. But him coming back, I think, is big. Christian Bishop is back. Dylan DeSue, who faced injury at the beginning of last season, he would be a, a, the potential breakout guy. I actually think that he could be uh, a major factor in getting Texas to top three status in the Big 12, getting Texas to where it could be seated uh, with a three or a four next to its name overall. And then, of course, and I'll I'll save most of this for you, but Tyrese Hunter coming aboard. Um, I think Tyrese Hunter is fairly like a top three to five transfer this season where I wasn't as sold on that with Carr a year ago, which isn't anything against Carr. Just, you know, I just didn't think that he was necessarily going to be that impactful. Hunter, I actually think, will be. Um, he averaged 11 points, five assists, three and a half boards, two steals. Three, more than three turnovers at Iowa State. Elite defender. Shot needs improvement. There's a bit more with the roster we can get to here, but I just wanted to lay it out uh, for you uh, and kind of volley it back over to you because I know you've got some questions here, uh, and I do as well, but w- we just did the Tennessee episode, and I kind of feel like these two teams are, are pretty close uh, overall in terms of how good I think they'll be. Texas' schedule um, has different challenges than uh, than Tennessee's, so we'll get to regular season win totals in a bit here. But your thoughts on on Hunter coming aboard and what Texas has and what Beard has here uh, in you know in in an intriguing second season in Austin. First, uh, let's look back real quick because it's 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 wild. Um, if I think back to Texas last season, you know, I go, yeah, they were okay. You know, they were not what they were supposed to be, but they were okay. That's the way I remember them. Truth is, they finished 15th at Kenmont. Yes. Um, now, they only got a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, but they did finish, you know, top 15 at Kenmont. I think the the reason my perception of, of just being okay is that they never went on any sort of, like, run or, like, like once the calendar flipped to January, I looked this up this morning, they never won more than three games in a row. Rest of the season. 
They never were like, and Texas has won five straight. They never had anything like that. That'll it was be just, part of it. Yeah, they were yeah. just never. They were ne- we never hopped on a podcast and said, "Hey, gee, they've won six straight here." What about ne- this? That just never, never happened. Yeah. They would win two, lose one. Win three, lose two. Win two, lose one. It was. It was just they never got rolling. They finished ten and eight in the Big Twelve, which underlines that point. But they were. But they were good. Perhaps not what I, at least I thought they would be. But but they were. That was a good basketball team. Obviously, adding Tyrese Hunter to the roster, I think, is really good. He's big, reigning Big 12 freshman of the year. Um, he was among the keys um, uh, of, of T.J. Osterberger being able to turn that Iowa State program dramatically in his first year. Like Part of that was, was Tyrese Hunter. A big part of that was Tyrese Hunter. So you put him in the backcourt with Marcus Carr. Both those guys can play point guard. Um, I like backcourts with two guys who can both play point guard. What I don't like is having two below average shooters in the backcourt together. And that's what they are. You know, Tyrese Hunter shot 27% from three last season. That's really why he's not in the NBA right now. If Tyrese Hunter had been a, a, a an above average shooter, he would have been gone to the pros. Marcus Carr shot 30. He, Marcus Carr's played four years of college basketball at three different schools, and he's a career 33.8% three point shooter. Um, I don't like that. I don't like not having shooting in your backcourt. And they don't really, I, I know that either one of them can make shots and, you know, streaky and all that, but they're not reliable three point shooters. Dylan Mitchell, the five star freshman. A top five player in class of 2022, great athlete, plus defender, terrific in transition, questionable shooter. And then you got, like, if we're just, you know, playing out a possible starting lineup, Timmy Allen, 26.7% from three, Christian Bishop, 33% from three. There's like zero good shooters in the starting lineup. Um, Athletic team. But certainly, broadly speaking, you would have to label it on paper as a non-shooting team. Now, here's the good news. They only shot 33% from three last season, which ranked 215th in the country, and they still finished top 15 at Kinpom. So Chris has shown that he can have a good team, even if it's a a, a team largely filled with non-shooters or below-average shooters. But if you were asking me, okay, GP, you clearly like them. You've got them 12th in the nation third in the Big 12, but argue against them. Tell me why they might be fatally flawed to actually live up to expectations. The first thing you point to is the shooting, I think. Uh, fair. There could be, and it appears that there will be a ceiling on this team, uh, but they can, you know, if it's a typical beer team that can win with a lot of ruggedness, the athleticism is definitely there. Uh, and if they've got, you know, a, a good level, a level of, of toughness there, they, they should be able to get it done and, and certainly... I say certainly feel like a top half of the Big 12 kind of team there. Um, I, they they do have enough size and talent. The shooting is a, is a fair point. And if you're going to resist on them, I think that's also fair. Your point on them finishing 15th at Ken Palm, it's all, you know, victim of their own expectation. Who does that fall on? It falls on, frankly, the media and a little bit the fans, but mostly the media. We are the, we are the ones uh, collectively here that, that, put that team on a, on a fairly high pedestal going into the last season. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to blame the fans. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm blaming the fans for that. Right, well, you know what? <laughs> you do that. I was trying to be a little bit more uh, diplomatic. Brock Cunningham's also back. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, he is, 
as tough of a play. Beer told me he's as tough as a player as, uh, as as they had. So getting him back is important. Mitchell back. Rowan Bromba, a combo guard who I saw play multiple times. Um, he's good. I'll see, we'll see how many. Like I think he's a guy who year two, year three, he plays more. And then they've got uh, they've got another five star player. There's a couple of off season stories with Texas that have not. Uh, uh, fully yet been uh, explained. Arterio Morris was top 25 player and he's under a Title IX investigation right now because uh, a former girlfriend of his uh, shared images and text messages and, and stuff on social media back over the summer uh, that alleged like, uh, you know, threatening behavior, uh, domestic violence against Arterio Morris. Those things have since been deleted from social media and Texas is undergoing a Title IX review. He's he's on the roster, but they have not made any kind of statement about any if he has faced a suspension uh, or if he will. So we kind of wait on Morris's situation there. Um, and then Jaron Howard left the staff. Jaron Howard was is one of the more well known assistants in the entire country. Uh, was previously uh, at Kansas under Bill Self. Um, you know, from Illinois, and he was with Texas for one season and. Uh, I checked last night in, you know, unless he's been hired to a staff and it hasn't been announced yet. He's not, he's not on a staff right now. And that's just, that's not something that, uh, you know, Jarrett Howard is, 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 you know, well-liked in the college basketball community and certainly would be coveted by many a power conference program. Um, don't, I don't know why that, that has not been explained yet either. There are, there are coaches that, uh, that I saw on the trail in July that asked me, you know, this hasn't been announced yet, but Jaron Howard's like out at Texas. Do you know why that is? I have not gotten an answer for that. I don't know what the reason is and won't certainly won't speculate. But, you know, there just have been a couple things with this program that uh, that have happened and transpired that, you know, that they don't uh, signal uh, happy things. And we have not gotten any kind of explanation for that. So uh, certainly felt that was worth addressing on a Texas pod as we get ready to, to head into the season. Right. Jarrett no longer being there is um, certainly a notable offseason story. Uh, the situation with our the unresolved, I'm assuming it's unresolved situation with Arterio Morris, obviously not ideal. Um, it, it, clearly, you you want to, every five-star you sign, you want available, uh, but you know he's a point guard. They, they've got two point guards in their starting lineup. If you can afford to like not have one of your five-star guys, like the, Texas with Arterio Morris is, is possibly in a position to, to overcome that because of the presence of Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr. Um, but you know, on that, we'll see. They also enrolled uh, Sir Jabari Rice from New Mexico state. who was a double digit score past three seasons. Also, below average shooter, 33.4% career three-point shooter. But I, I know Chris is really high on him. He has said, I think he told John Fanta this, that they identified Tyrese Hunter and Serge Barry Rice as the top two targets in the transfer portal. He even went so far as to say, that's not BS. Like, I'm telling you the truth. Those are the two guys we prioritized, and, and we got them both. And, and obviously, Hunter has gotten the majority of the attention, but but Rice is um, really well thought of within within that program. So the roster is nice. Uh, I guess if I were um, just a little skeptical of of them being a legitimate championship contender, it would be because of the on paper lack of shooting. One thing that I think is also important to note: um, they're opening a new arena, Moody Center, mm-hmm. three hundred thirty-eight million dollar on campus facility. 
and it's going to hold 10,000 for basketball games. Now they can expand it up to 15,000 for big games, but it is more often than not, you know, it, it's going to hold just 10,000. Like that's a smaller, uh, you know, arena than, than what they've been playing in. And Texas has always been a place where, I don't know, maybe it wasn't the greatest home court advantage, but I honestly think with few exceptions, everybody should be going smaller. Like, you know, you put, you put 9,000 people in a 10,000 seat arena. It looks and feels great. You put 9,000 people in a 17,000 seat arena. It doesn't look or feel great. And so I think Texas, like as a basketball team will benefit from this because they'll have, I'm assuming more of a home court advantage than they've had, you know, in a long time and and for for much of even those highly successful Rick Barnes years um you know ma- making the capacity smaller and creating a better environment i, I think you know b- becomes a, a real advantage on a game to game basis and becomes an advantage in recruiting i mean i i've been told i haven't been down there yet but yes i mean state of the art arena and the consulting on the build on on the construction of this of this moody center uh, was done with, you know, Austin is one of like, you know, the four or five biggest music cities in the country. And so a lot of people in the entertainment industry live in Austin or have a second home in Austin or a third home in Austin. And when they built this, like it was built with, you know, being a, a sports complex first, but being an entertainment hub, they've already held many concerts there. Hey, Kendrick, and Kendrick Lamar was there. Kendrick Lamar, uh, you know, plenty of them. DMB will play like one of the first five or six shows there when it opened earlier this spring. And the way that the way I'm told that it was built, and I literally talked to someone on the music side about this almost a year ago, was like if you're Texas football or basketball and you're having official visits, like the way it's constructed, um, you can have recruits going for official visits and like intermingling with legitimate like a level music talent however the build however it's constructed where like there's just inter commingling areas if they want to arrange those kind of things and you can see all sorts of ways that the moody center can be used and can be like a place that you want to go to as a, a student athlete there um you know every school is trying to create some sort of advantage in the recruiting wars with facilities or whatever. I've, I've been told that the Moody Center in particular and the way that it was built and all the amenities there uh, is unlike literally any other home arena in college basketball right now. And given that it's in Austin, I also think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Whether that leads to Texas being back on the on the gridiron, we'll see. Or if Chris Beer can really get this thing where they're they're ranked, you know, top 10 to 15 year in, year out. We'll, we'll see. But certainly that stuff can't hurt. You want to do can't, over-unders? Can't wait to see the pictures of Timmy Allen hanging out with Dave Matthews. There we go. All right. Regular season win total. We got the round robin in Big 12. Mm-hmm. So no uh, no details need to be shared there. They're going to play home and away with everyone, as always. Uh, a few more years left here for Texas in the Big 12. Non-conference. The first big game, Gonzaga, home and home. I went there last year in Spokane when Drew Timmy destroyed Texas. Hold up. Hold the F up. You're telling me Texas went and played at the kennel? That's right. They played at the kennel. What in the world? What in the a, world? a real a real home yep. and home? A real home and home. It's true. That's it's awful. Brave. It's awful brave of Chris Beard. I guess so. Um, so this is the return. 
going to, that's November 16th, first week of, no, second week of the season, second week of the season. Um, should be a tremendous, tremendous game. Uh, given that Gonzaga's going on the road, Texas have a real shot there. Then the next notable game for Texas is uh, home against Creighton December 1st. Then they'll play Illinois in the Jimmy V on December 6th. Probably three tournament teams there. Stanford and Dallas on December 18. We'll, we'll see about Stanford. They haven't made a tournament since 2015. And then they're at Tennessee SEC Big 12 Challenge. We told you that on the previous episode about the Vols. That's the only road game in non-con for Chris Beard's uh, Longhorns. That's obviously uh, baked into the TV schedule, so he didn't have a say in that. But just one one roadie, two neutrals, Illinois and Stanford, and then home against Gonzaga. And then Creighton might be the best team in the Big East. So you go first this time. What? How many wins is Texas going to have in the regular season as it... Uh, makes the turn into the Big 12 tournament in early March. Is that normal, Big 12 SEC, like the, the two teams to play t- two years in a row? Mm. I don't think it's normal, but is that what happened? Texas and Tennessee played last year too? Y- yeah, because I think Rick went back to Austin last yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I'll go three non-league losses. Uh, okay. so you're thinking, that, and, and that might be on the high side. Yeah, that might be on the high, it's not inconceivable. I mean, Gonzaga, Creighton at Tennessee. They can lose all three of those games. Yeah, but they well, could. Those are two home losses, but yeah. I yeah. Mean. You know what? I'm going to go two non league losses. Okay. I'm going to go two non league losses. And I've got them third in the Big 12. Last year, third in the Big 12 was 12 and six. So I'm going to go eight losses in the regular season. That puts me at what? 23 and eight in the heading into the Big 12 tournament. Texas will be 23 and eight. All right, I'll go twenty-two and nine. I had twenty-two and nine here only because of the the strength of the Big Twelve. Um, mark me down for a home loss to Gonzaga. Uh, I'll I'll have them beating Creighton. I'll have them beating Illinois and Stanford, losing at Tennessee. So I'll, uh, two losses there, and then just seven losses in the Big Twelve because you know got to play everyone on the road there. Uh, so you got twenty-three. I got twenty-two heading in. Uh, a, a, another intriguing year for Texas. You know. It's been that way for a while, going back to Shaka Smart, and you know it's intriguing for different reasons. But this is the second season under Beard, and we'll see, we'll see if not having as much of a spotlight on them winds up benefiting them. Because yes, while there are still some expectations there, it's not near the level it was heading into last year when Beard was regarded. I mean, in candy coaches, he was the best hire. Texas was picked almost universally in the top ten, many people in the top five, and you know this year at least uh, some of that pressure will be off. Yeah, I'll go uh, loss at, at Tennessee, split Creighton-Gonzaga, win everything else in the non-league, and then go be 23-8 and eight heading into the Big 12 tournament. That seems reasonable. And that would be a, that'd be a f- perfectly good year, right? It would be, yes. Totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck and Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening. I own College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars. Nice review. Type some words. There's more of us than there are of them. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I just get bored. I, I say the same thing every time. I'm just bored with it, you know? Yeah, I hear you. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, I, maybe I, you know, just just toss it to me. I'll say a few words. We'll mix it up. You know. Yeah, say something. You I'll say make, something. We'll mix it. Listen. Go ahead. You say something. Okay. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because it's not just this. It's not just looking at us. Okay. 
We've also got plenty of content that isn't in the podcast feed. Consider it, consider it a podcast when you're listening on your phone, but consider it like, you know, a show, if you will, when you're watching on YouTube or watching on your phone. There's plenty of stuff for you to look at there. So we're trying to get the uh, subscription number up uh, as we head into the season there. And yes, we appreciate everyone that is supporting this podcast and you've helped continue to have give us a, a successful off season and you're the real ones. You're li- if you're listening to a Texas off-season summer shoot-around episode, you are a real one before the casuals hop back on at the end of October, early November. Don't be a casual. Thanks for sticking around. Until then, talk to you soon. No, tell them. Tell them oh. there's more of us than there are of them. Oh, okay. You have to tell there them. Are more, there are more of us than there are of them. That means there are more of us that are pro-premarital sex than yes. there are people that are against premarital sex. Yes. I think that's uh, a certifiable fact, at least at least in this country. So there but are more whether, of us than there are of them. Whether it's me, Norlander, Timmy Allen, Kendrick Lamar, or Dave Matthews, we're all... Yeah, I think that's... I don't think you, you're in any danger of any of those people being against premarital sex. Kendrick Lamar just did a whole album about having premarital sex. And, and, and marital sex... Outside of the marriage, it's a complicated album. I I believe that's extramarital sex. He he had extramarital sex. (laughs) Personally, I'm not going to speak for you. I can't. I can't go that far. Yeah, that that creates problems. Yeah, that creates problems. I'm not here to judge anybody, including Kendrick Lamar, but it creates problems. In fairness, premarital sex also can create some problems. (laughs) But the, 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 the good outweighs the bad. I think the good outweighs the bad. We're going to have another regular episode for you here real soon. Thank you for tuning in, watching, subscribing, and uh, we'll talk to you later this week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.